Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another live episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. And here I am giving to you another Rich Dad Poor Dad podcast. Another way to develop financial intelligence. You know, again, Robert Kiyosaki goes on to say that, again, we have a... It's a course of a lifetime. Life is a marathon. And you know what? At the very beginning, you're going to possibly take any opportunities that do come to you. But in a lot of those opportunities, they're, 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 there's, it's, it's, I guess once you unravel them, it's sandpaper, right? I remember saying that, you know, on my previous podcast that all our greatest motivations come wrapped in sandpaper. Sometimes when we actually get the opportunities, it has sandpaper in the core. So that's the essence of life, people. You're going to take significant losses, but you have to become accustomed and you have to love failing because that's what we learn from the most, right? You don't learn from our successes. We learn from our failure. So it's going to take a very long time, but after a while, you're going to realize and figure out you're going to be, you're going to spot a good deal and then you're going to be able to spot a bad deal. The more you learn, and of course, there's a lot to learn. The more money you're going to make because you're going to be able to make the right decisions, you know, after going through those experienced years. So if we look at some of the heavy losses I've taken or, you know, something that I haven't spoken about, I still have two of the podcasts where I erupted about, you know, a joint podcast I had done before. And again, I developed financial intelligence at the very end after I had to like fork over, you know, probably half a thousand dollars for uh, a podcast that there was zero ROI. So if you guys aren't aware, yes, Motivational Mentors was a podcast I did. I am unbelievably grateful for the other co-host and, you know, the people who I've come in contact with, um, you know, and I developed those relationships. Some have come, some have gone. Uh, in the last probably five podcasts, a lot of these people, they were just like average Joes. And I'm just like, oh, my God, dude, what am I doing? What is what is it that I'm trying to achieve with this podcast? Because even with us being co-hosts and, you know, putting things out there again, I don't know everything that was coming in again. They would email him. I remember there was one guy on YouTube, big YouTuber. Right. And a lot of people followed him. And this, you know, a lady was like, hey, I would love for you to bring him on to the podcast. And he never emailed him back. I'm like, dude, those are the people that we want to bring on. Anytime I wanted to bring someone on, he would just like say, oh, well, I'm not free. I'm not free. I'm not free without any options or plan B's after that. So then I began getting agitated probably around August, September, October. Then December came and we hired this VA virtual assistant to do work that we could have done by ourselves. See, when it comes to post-production and pre-production, guys, I literally, I'm talking and I upload. I'm not one of those people who are going to interrupt and start, like, advertising different bullshit. Kind of like uh, Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty, he has a YouTube, right? And, like, after three minutes, there's always an ad of him talking about, for the likes of Blinkist. And Blinkist is actually owned by Ty Lopez and another bullshit-ass entrepreneur. And I'm like, dude, see, oh my god, this is unbearable to listen to. Now, people like Trent Shelton, he does it too, but I literally just skip past all those ads. I think that takes away the essence of podcasting. You know, there was a guy, before I even get back into this financial intelligence, the, uh, the bus sprout. 
I think he was the co-founder of Buzzsprout. He said, I'm scared about, uh, I'm excited, but I'm also scared about podcasting because I believe people are going to start going the ad route. And instead of giving 40 minutes of pure value, they're going to be trying to shove bullshit as products down people's throats. This is why I don't listen to Tom Billy's podcast anymore. This is why Jay Shetty's podcast is far worse because I hate to like go into my pocket and to zoom across an ad and then possibly miss it. It's just all BS. So this is why I leave my podcast ad-free. You know, there isn't going to be anyone, especially in the ESL realm, that says, hey, would you like to, you know, put out our podcast? Would you like to advertise? We'll give you this. I'm like, guys, sorry. No, I'm not advertising anything. Okay, if you want me to advertise, I'll advertise possibly at the beginning, uh, which Pat Flynn does, which is really good, or at the end. That is all. During the podcast, that is insulting, I think, because... You know, you are dedicating the time to your listeners and you're shoving products down people's throats. So, again, pre-roll, post-roll, I go straight hard in. It's the same introduction. Sometimes I mix it up. Sometimes I throw a couple of other things in there. But you guys get nothing in terms of ads unless Speaker actually puts ads on my uh, on my podcast. And I really, really doubt that. I'm not sure. But uh, nonetheless, guys, you understand what I'm saying. So, it should be all easy. So going back to the podcast I used to do, there was like $100 here, $80 here, $100 here, build this, build that. And I'm like, dude, there's no ROI, and there hasn't been any ROI in a year and a half. It's not like my English language podcast. I started seeing ROI, and people started like reaching out to me, and I started seeing like the different countries that were listening to me. And now there are these people who are like following me on Instagram from like India and from Spanish-speaking countries, which just happened this morning. Uh, and it's just exciting because that's the ROI but there's no one reaching out saying oh except for one person there was a girl an author a chicken soup for the Filipino it was like a Filipino uh, type of book and she is an author she is amazing her name is Angela you know she started reaching out to us through like Facebook messages saying oh my god Arsenio I've been listening to your podcast thank you so much and this and that and we developed a really good relationship we even actually had a chat and stuff too so you know her living out there in Manila that was awesome. But other than that, a lot of these relationships and these people I've brought on, they've come and go. And so when I started like forking over in a half a thousand dollars and I'm like, you know what? And then I took the significant loss with Air Asia, you know, three two hundred and eighty dollars not going to the Philippines. See, if I had that extra five hundred dollars, I possibly would have still gone to the Philippines. Not that the money was an issue, but just saying that I had an extra five hundred dollars in my pocket paying for something that we shouldn't have been paying for. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to take this loss like a champion and I'm going to, and you know, I told him, I sent him a couple messages. I was like, we're going to have to rethink this whole process. And after doing like two podcasts of me unleashing my feelings, which I'm still going to upload at some point. Um, and I did it in like early December, which is really, really funny. So I'm just keeping them. I'm not deleting them because I will upload them at some point. Uh, just want to make sure that everything has bypassed and that's the end of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that was, I was like, you know what? And he, he wasn't understanding. I said, hey, you know what? I'm done with motivational mentors. I actually told him I was taking a break until February. And then I had that urge to start meeting people again. But then at the same time, I'm like, Ugh, you know what? Motivational mentors. And of course, with the premium podcasting that has happened, these other videos and the coaching and the different writing and the different things that I have to do on weeknights and even on the weekend nights too. I'm like, no, motivational mentors is no more. One, because 
I was paying for something. Like, you know that $500? I could have paid for both of my podcasts, both the ESL and this one, for a full year subscription. Right there. I could have paid right up front. Yet, I paid it for that. Whereas, I didn't see any ROI. So, hey, I learned from it. I learned a lot. I created relationships. A lot of those relationships have gone. I've, uh, I've met a lot of assholish people. Uh, I've met some really good people. Um, uh, you know, some people have transformed me, like Colton Trout and, uh, you know, Chamka out there in Switzerland. We, uh, she still floats around on my Instagram stories. Um, but in saying all of that, it was through experience that I learned a lot. So if we look at it this way, it's a part, I'm telling you, man, the experience that I got out here in Thailand too, this is just all part of the process. Now let's get back into the money aspect of it. Robert Kiyosaki, he said, he owns a stock portfolio. I think this is going to resonate with a lot of you out there. And he says it's surrounded by a corporation that his wife, Kim, and of course him, call a professional mutual fund. So basically, they have friends who deal specifically with investors, okay, who have extra money each month to invest. So what they do, they buy high-risk, speculative, private companies, okay, that are just about to go public. So basically, they're private. And so what happens is, before they go public, they have, let's say, 25 cents a share. So what Robert Kiyosaki does, he buys 100,000 shares before the company goes public. Now, remember, 25 cents a share. I could have done this with the fucking line application out here in Thailand, but I didn't. And I'm very, and it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's just like with Gary Vee and the whole Uber thing. It's like, you know, if I invested my 50,000, I'd be worth 400 million right now. Hey, you got to take that like a champ. First of all, money's fucking money. Who cares? 400 million, 500 million, 1 billion. Money is money. Okay. It's not like you're going to go broke unless, you know, you do some, you invest into some crazy shit. But nonetheless, he said six months later, after that company was listed publicly, those 100,000 shares were worth two dollars each so again if that company's well managed the price keeps going up that stock may go to twenty dollars or more per share so what happens is that twenty five thousand that he invested goes to a million in less than a year this is what you guys have to focus on This is what I need to start doing on a daily basis, probably 20 minutes a day, looking at companies that are private and getting ready to go public. See, this could have gone well with uh, Tesla. Gary Vee got lucky with the whole Facebook a long time ago. And you know what? He bought a whole bunch of shares. And, you know, what was it with Bitcoin? He bought um, I forgot what he bought it at. It was something very, very low, but he invested 50,000 into that. And then, of course, that multiplied just to to the amount that I'm actually speaking about right now in the example with Robert Kiyosaki. This is what financial intelligence is. See, looking at private companies and saying, ooh, it's kind of like what Kobe Bryant used to do, right, before he had passed. He said he would go into companies, he would look at the entrepreneurs, look at what their vision is, look at this, look at that. And then he's like, you know what, okay, I'm going to invest in this. And that motherfucker, he was insane and made a lot of money. Something he invests probably one, two, three million in, ended up making about five to six hundred million dollars. 
And this is exactly what Shaquille O'Neal does. He says he invests in things that he loves, Krispy Kreme donuts. Of course, that's a humanity minus company. And of course, Shaq being a severely obese. But understand that you need to invest in things that you love. Remember, I talked to you guys about this before. Invest in things that you love or invest in things that you can completely forget about. And so this is what I'm so excited about. This is why I'm going to be getting back into the whole uh, the website that I've been telling you guys about. And so we could start finding these companies before they go public. If I had found the line company, I don't know. Well, again, if we look at the uh, the New York Stock Exchange, you know, companies that go live in USA and Canada. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this here in Thailand because, again, the government has ridiculous, uh, uh, what is it, restrictions towards foreigners. But no, make no excuse. You could do this in your own native country or you could do even research and say, hey, how can I do this in America? Can I start investing, you know, from, you know, me living in Pradesh, India or living in Sao Tome and Principe, you know, or these other countries or different cities around the world? Can I invest into the New York ex- uh, Stock Exchange without being an American citizen? Guys, this is the beginning. This is what I've been urging you guys to do. You have a lot of homework to do today, and you have opportunity. you got the value, so I need you to execute. I'm your host, as always. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.